Blog Talk Radio. America has become too politically correct? Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Do you see the coming of our political and economic demise? Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. And now, broadcasting from the Eagle's Nest, a man who makes no excuses for putting America first. Here's your host, Von Wehunt the Barbarian. America, and welcome to another epic episode 105, the infamous, the rogue, and the legendary Von Wehunt Show, at your service, America, and tonight's theme, it's a beautiful world, with a star date of June 2nd, 2022 A.D., we're so glad you're here tonight. If we're lucky, we may even get a call from Monster from Colorado, who's en route back to the mountains. We haven't heard from him in a while. It'd be great to hear him tonight. We have a big show for you, planned as always. More and more shootings, we'll get into all that. I have many theories about these constant shootings. I think many are false flags out to get rid of our Second Amendment gun rights. But always know that we are a world of war. The barbarian is here. We are walking into political chaos and palace intrigue. We are always a world of war, as I tell you each week on the show. The Von Wehunt Show, for those of you who are just tuning in, right now we're on Pacific Time on this great internet channel, the biggest internet channel in the world, Blog Talk Radio. Bigger than your local radio show, your local rhino talk radio show, which many of you listen to. This is not one of those shows. This is where eagles dare. This is where Roman gladiators combat and collide in the great talk radio Colosseum. For we are the Roman centurions who have endured and fought a hundred wars for the empire. And tonight we salute you all. Roma Victor. To us and our nation, folk, nation, culture, our creed, our traditions, 
our heritage, and our family. As the good book says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, the most high, and he shall direct your paths in this life. Proverbs 3, 6. And there is an old saying, to live and let live. We would love to do just that. We also realize that the enemies of this nation are constantly plotting against us as a country, as a people. There's a war on men. There is the great replacement theory, which is no longer a theory. There's a war on the white European race. Our media and the government hate you in the suburbs of America. And they can't contain themselves. They have to tell you that every day almost. They're on the media airwaves. They're on congressional panels. They're on political panels, on Democrat TV stations. They despise you can't stand you. They spit on you. They call you a basket of deplorables. They call all of us that. You say you're on the fringe. They're at war with you. You must recognize the people in life who are at war with you. You can no longer pass the buck and hide and run, and that is why we are always prepared for war. Because this is a world of wars, I've told you. We love peace, real, true, lasting peace. It's the best that money can buy. Well, while all that's going on, I have some friends up in northern Arizona, and um, some of them belong to the Hopi Indian tribe. There's also the Iroquois, and there's also these, the White Mountain tribe. It's very interesting what the Native Americans have to say. My sources are many, deep and wide. They hide in plain sight, and many are in the bowels of the Pentagon and elsewhere. I'm sure of it. Well, the hope you believe is that America will not stand. Did you know the ancient Indians, the ones that have passed down the Hopi prophecies, the ones that talk about the end times, doom and gloom? I call it the doom and gloom report. <laughs> Well, it's interesting to know what they have to say. They say that America will be invaded by the Red Chinese Army and possibly the Russians and the U.N. at some point in, in the near future. This isn't 100 years away. I hope you say that in their Hopi prophecies, they talk a lot about the Red Dawn Chinese invasion. They talk a lot about the red snake, which is red for communists. 
the white snake, which stands for the white Europeans. The black snake stands for the Muslim invaders and the Afrikaners. The Hopi prophecies from ancient tribal lands in northern Arizona talk about the end of our country, the end of our nation. Now, our government is very well aware of this, and they know about the Hopi prophecies. I believe that's why they are hurriedly getting their dumbs ready, their underground tunnels ready, their underground bunkers ready. Why, just this past week, we get threats daily from red communists Russia and China. Just because the USSR imploded, In 1991, don't think for a minute that they've lost their stripes. A tiger never loses their stripes. Once a communist, always a communist. Well, we get threats from the Kremlin almost weekly now that they're going to nuke the United States. Most Americans are far too busy and far too distracted. I really don't blame them on one hand to be distracted by sports, Memorial Day. I had a great Memorial Day, too. I'll tell you about that trip later. But um, everyone's having a good time. That's a good thing. Sometimes it is true that ignorance is bliss. But these uh, Hopi prophecies are that America will be attacked, and that our so-called leaders in Washington, D.C., are part of the cabal. They have all sold us out for the ancient Indian prophecies. The government of the United States, they say, will sell us out, will allow, keyword, allow America to be attacked. They will be complicit, stab America in the back, both parties, the Democrat Marxists and the Rhino Republicans, and that many Americans will fight and die. Some will be rounded up into FEMA camps. And by the way, we are FEMA camp region number nine here in the mountains of Arizona. For those of you who have inquiring minds, <laughs> but they say that there will be a massive battle. Just, th- just think about it. As I've told many people before, they talk about the Great Reset. They talk about the New World Order, Right? They can't do any of that with America intact. They have to destroy America to unfurl, to unleash, to construct their new world evil order, their great reset program, where they say by 2030 that everyone in the world will own nothing and they will be happy. Well, I translate that to say that they will take everything from you by 2030, and they will brainwash you to believe it's a great deal. But the Hopi Indians do not want this information to get out. They don't want you to be warned. They don't want you to know anything about your future, America. I find it extremely interesting that they've already plotted and charted the destruction of America, and they say it's because the white Europeans came over to America, and it's payback time. That's what they say. 
Well, that's them talking. Who knows what will really happen in the real scheme of events. But it is interesting to note, many of the young Indians now have no clue, but this is from the ancient elders, the chiefs. So they are conquered people, in large part, by the white European man and armies that came over. I find these prophecies very interesting. Well, we'll talk more about that during the show. And if you watched Fox News recently, Caitlyn Jenner is still a Fox News contributor. And whenever I see Caitlyn Jenner on TV talking to Sean Hannity or something, it just makes me smile. I start to chuckle. It's pretty um, interesting. Well, the media and the federal government lecture us daily, and they tell us that June, of course, is their pride month. Corporate America has all their banners out, flags. They shove their agenda down your throat, America. Pun intended. Well, I say June is Groomer Awareness Month as sanctioned by the federal government. How about those apples? And they say, trust the plan. Well, there is no frickin' plan to fix anything. Because the whole plan and agenda in recent decades was always to destroy everything. They want to build a new Marxist state. They want to build a new country. And you're not in it. They want a brown, black, third world America. That's why they're bringing them in by the millions. Because the white European, they want to phase out. We think too much. We have critical thinking skills that they do not want. They want compliant people who will be obedient to big, draconian government. This is the plan. This is the agenda. And they famously say, look at China. That's the model. I'll translate that for you. We have billions of people who are shoeless serfs and peasants who can be locked down at a moment's notice and are killed. That is the America that they want for the future. There's a lot of things that are going to happen in our lifetimes, folks. I have seen the mountaintop. I've seen and visualized a lot of these things. War gave them in my head. My, I'll use the Will Ferrell word, strategery. <laughs> but um, so a lot of things are going to happen. A lot of shoes are going to drop, not 100 years from now, but in our lifetime. So I told you before to get ready. Get prepared. Von Wehunt speaks truth to power. Von Wehunt speaks bluntly about the need to correct America's course quickly. No excuses for putting America first. Von Wehunt, the Barbarian. Thursday at 8 p.m. 
The Von Wehunt Show. Conversation and analysis of breaking news, geopolitical events, politics, history, and some fun, too. Von Wehunt is an astute observer of the human condition. Von Wehunt will cut through the political correctness and speak bluntly about the social, political, and economic demise taking place in America and around the world. Von Wehunt is a nationalist who, without shame, puts America first. Von Wehunt, the Barbarian. Thursday at 8 p.m. The Barbarian is always here, front and center, at your service, America, where the globalists are smug and they are braggarts, and they sit up there in their ivory towers and they lecture us and say, the New World Order forces will take everything you own and we will brainwash you to be happy, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe they'll go first. We'll see what happens. We'll see about that, won't we? We'll see about that. And don't forget, these political elites hate each other. They're like a den of vipers and snakes. They can't stand each other. So we want to pray for massive chaos on their side. We want them to be in total turmoil. And we want their nefarious plans delayed another 50 years. Well, while American politics is in disarray, as American politicians are even more in disarray and stab America in the back, sell us out, Rome burns while Emperor Biden fiddles. Democrat Biden meets the South Korean gay boy ban while your gas prices, America, inch higher towards Seven or eight dollars per gallon in some parts of the country. Uvalde, Texas, unfortunately, had a terrible shooting. They're still reeling. We now know that it was the Beto Democrat donor, political donor, police chief, Arandondo, allegedly, who ordered the Uvalde stand down. Oh, yes, America. Don't ever forget that the so-called conspiracy theorist is just someone who figures out the truth before most other people. That's the definition of that. So why do you think they are so fixated on taking our guns anyway? They know they are about to do things that many of us will not agree with, we will not go along with. The gun doesn't pull the trigger. A gun is an inanimate object. Not good or evil, it's just an inanimate object. The person behind the gun is the evil perpetrator. The Biden administration is given the right to take control of the United States of America to the UN, the World Economic Forum, the New World Order, the, uh, any other nefarious group. They are traitors, period. Dot decimal point. It's time to get prepared. Race, culture, and creed, always in the news. Isn't it funny? You can hang liberal, Democrat, Antifa, and BLM banners all across America with a K for effect and in everyone's face, and that is okay. But God forbid if you see one of these posters or flyers out there that it's okay or even great to be white, they launch a... Congressional investigation, 
a complete FBI sting operation. They're both quickly launched to find the perpetrators of, quote, white supremacy. God forbid if you're proud of your European race and its new communist Bolshevik America. Paul Revere once said, the British are coming, but I say the communists are coming. And they are a force to be reckoned with. Joe Biden and his militant Democrats want your guns at any cost, America. So in my view, you should expect more mass shootings, God forbid, unfortunately, at the hands of the deep state, CIA, globalist cabal, who are trying to usher in a new political era without the Second Amendment. They've got to kill that Second Amendment any way they can. I think we'll have a mass shooting every day. We've been having them for a while anyway, so why stop now? Sad but true. They want your guns. They want to confiscate them. They want you defenseless so other nefarious agendas and plans can then roll out, stacked against you. I say stay strong. Ally yourself with like-minded people. It's a game on in both our countries. Talked to some friends this uh, week in the U.K. I told them we will see who finally prevails. There is much more to come. And I can feel it in our country and abroad. We must not fail. Never forget, ever, that uh, life is a battle. And um, this is a battlefield. It's a political battlefield right now. I tell people all the time we're in the information war. This is where we're at. And I also will not be lectured to by an administration that armed the Taliban in Afghanistan and he left a billion dollars of our guns and ammunition, other equipment, there for all the terrorists of the world to use. Unbelievable. In the new America, which is communist and Bolshevik in scope and origin, what they want is the European whites to attack their own race, because they feel it is part of our social engineering and programming. And I will speak truth as I see it. And they absolutely love it when white Europeans make public pronouncements about this or actively join anti-white Democrat and Marxist causes, such as the open borders policy, which brings in the third world. Their tactics are covert and overt, all at the same time, and diabolical. Anything the Democrats can dream up to attack the traditional, real America. Anything to attack anyone, I mean anyone, of European descent right right now in this country. Whites are the new boogeyman in America. If you're brown or black, you're A-OK. Democrats will do anything to attack the very foundations of this country. It's what they are all about and strive for. Sad but true. Right now in America, if you come out as a communist, or as a Bernie Sanders supporter or socialist, you are socially acceptable at the, all the cocktail parties. But if you come out as anything but that, no one likes you anymore. People will try to ruin your life, stab you in the back, etc. If you care about your people's existence, you are labeled as a hateful individual by media and society. But if you promote 
anti-white, hateful propaganda against you and your family and your friends. They give you a standing ovation. They clap and applaud. You're considered a hero in today's great society. We have a plague in our country. We have a hijacked government and media. They want to replace everybody, and everyone knows it. our battle theme tonight, no doubt about it. Well, I have a hard time believing that these shootings are all organic in nature. You know, we have uh, already declassified information from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s of the CIA robot assassins, uh, all kinds of deep state black projects where they train people with key words to pick up arms and kill. Uh, Many people think Sirhan Sirhan was like that who allegedly killed Robert F. Kennedy. Well, that's also been called a conspiracy. Lee Harvey Oswald is another one uh, who never fired a shot. Per uh, many scholars, including my own re- research, that was also they got the JFK and triangulation strategy there in the uh, Dealey Plaza of Dallas. Um, Lee Harvey was simply the patsy who was arrested and framed for the murder of the president. We see these things going on throughout history, and then uh, people forget. A few years go by. They declassify things. 
and weird things happen. Now we have all these shootings. We had a new mass shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the black perpetrator killed two great surgeons, I heard, and patients. We also had another mass shooting up today in Racing, Wisconsin, at a, at a cemetery for a, a black individual who was killed, unfortunately, by the cops, but he might have um, deserved it if he was a, you know, a criminal firing back. I don't know all the, all the you know, specs on that one, but it said 20 or 30 shots rang out at that cemetery. It's always sad when anybody dies, but I always say this, if you want to play a ball with the police and, and getting to a shootout with them, they might shoot you back and kill you. So uh, here it is, America. That's where we're at in 2022. Well, I would say this. I was just telling some folks, well, it's about time yet for another mass shooting to distract us from the uh, Hillary Clinton trial and everything else. So speaking of trials, uh, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is uh, over. Congratulations, Johnny Depp. He won his case. Won almost on every count. And, um, yeah, he was defamed. I mean, who else are people going to think of when his ex-wife goes to a massive big publication and says the things that she did? That was the dumbest thing she could have done. Keep your mouth shut, honey. You know, it's like ridiculous. What do you expect? Everyone's just going to sit around and just take it? I don't think so. Well, these mass shootings, again, are right on schedule. So Biden and his Democrat media can gin up more personal hatred against our U.S. Constitution and gun rights. The whole goal in Democrat globalist agenda, which I've told you many times, is to disarm you, not right away, but eventually. They know they have to keep chipping away at the Second Amendment to soften you up before a future Chinese or U.N. invasion force. Now, let's not forget the leaked audio few weeks back, the Chinese generals who are foaming at the mouth to take over America and, and to invade. They might have leaked it out on purpose, who knows, but they want to subjugate you no matter what. The communists in our country are already embedded. We have Chinese plants here already, many on the West Coast, ready for the invasion force. That's a fact. They're in Canada. Chinese troops spotted in Mexico, they're getting ready. They're getting their gear in order. They're, before you invade a country or go into any country, what did Putin do before he went into Ukraine? He pre-positioned military assets for a month. Gasoline, tanks, armored personnel carriers, troops were training on our border, on their border. All kinds of equipment. It takes a long time to pre-position and move equipment around. It's not a fast process. They want to neuter America. Make no mistake about it. Archimedes, the philosopher, once said, show me the place to put the lever, and I shall move the world. Well, the communists were trying to figure out where to put the lever and where to move America off our leadership role in the world. A man once wrote, you will not believe what you cannot see. You will not see 
what you do not understand. You will not understand what you refuse to believe. That is deep. Well, one guy wrote the show and said, I know what's going on, Vaughn. Great show. The government is killing kids so they can take our guns and they have no opposition. Could be true. You got to admit, this is real strange. Well, we all know on this show, the show is we talk about history and current events, and geopolitics. We're a radio variety show. You've reached the radio octagon tonight, folks. But in 1965, for a little history lesson, they didn't manage to pass the Heart Seller Immigration Act that completely upended the racial demographics of America. This was part one of the plan. They've been trying to do this decades earlier, the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, but they were unsuccessful because back then we had a much more tight-knit country. Well, the White House lawyer under LBJ laughed when the bill was passed. He was seen laughing and giggling about what the bill will do to America's racial demographics in decades to come, which we're seeing now. They've all come home to roost. What we're seeing now is exactly the plan. No border equals no country. They want chaos to reign supreme. Well, all you new callers tonight, after the monologue, you're getting first, 563-999-3437. Again, 563-999-3437. It's our VIP call in line. I went on an ammunition run this past week. It always feels good to stock up in various calibers that I have. Get some more magazines, too. Like I told you guys, you better buy things now while you still can. While your dollar and bank ATM debit cards still work. While things are still available. Gear up now. Don't wait any longer. We don't know what the hell is coming down the pike. We're so glad you're here tonight, folks. Got a big show. I feel we will have a lot of calls tonight. Listen in. Tune in. I looked at you. You looked at me. And we looked together at the Von Wehan Show.
We got the monsters going to be calling in here, I think, in a minute. But right now, without further ado, let's get to the gladiator in North Phoenix, Miss Compound. He's there tonight. I know he is. Gladiator, how are you doing tonight, sir? Good, man. What is happening? God. Shall I name the names? I think I have. There's a lot going on, my friend. I have one name for everybody. Are you ready? I'm ready. She's super super hot. She's super smart. She has a great smile. She's beautiful. And her name is Camille Vasquez. That's Johnny Depp's super hot brunette attorney who was grabbing snacks out of Johnny Depp's snack bags while they're sitting together laughing and joking making fun of Amber Heard and her lawyers, then bumping shoulders while sitting in their plaintiff chairs. I loved it. And then she got up and told Amber Heard time and time again while she cross-examined her, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar. I mean, just attacked her. It was the best show on her, you know. It was awesome. It is. It was, man. It was a great trial. I loved every minute of it. I tried to watch it uh, nonstop during the day while I was working in the studio. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's like you can't walk around and go to these New York publications and defame people, you know, ex-spouses, Johnny Depp. What did you really think, I would tell Amber, what Johnny Depp was going to do? You dumb biatch. You really think he's going to sit there and go, oh, that's okay, it's great that my Hollywood career is in flames. You made it even. You poured gasoline on, on those on those flames. Thank you, Amber. You're so wonderful. You're so great. I deserve all of this. Come on. Even the ACLU is dropping Amber Heard like a bad habit because she's a habitual liar. And even the attorney for the ACLU was on Johnny Depp's witness list and pointed the finger at Amber Heard saying no. Like, yeah, okay, like, look, the deal was she asked us to first write it, and then her and her attorneys edited it. So, yeah, it was her final verdict on what went got published. And then, um, and then I was thinking about this. So you had seven jurors that spent three days last week before the Memorial Day weekend and then the judge lets them go home for Memorial Weekend when they're at the barbecues, poolside with family and friends. And then, Damn right. you know, you know the family and friends all said, look, while you've been in the jury box, we found out that the makeup 
that Amber Heard and her attorneys stood behind 1,000% as the makeup that Amber was using to cover up all the damage that Johnny was doing to her face, that that makeup wasn't even produced and manufactured and marketed until 18 months after the divorce was final, which was two years after she claimed to have had to use it. That alone tells each juror, well, if she's lying horribly bad about that, then she's got to be lying about everything else, which she was, you know. And um, right. and I said, look, Johnny Depp is totally guilty of assaulting kitchen cabinets, wine glasses, wine bottles. <laughs> I mean, he, assault, he assaulted every one of those poor bastards, right? But he did. He guilty he as charged. Guilty as charged, yeah. He never assaulted a woman. And, and it was funny. I loved how Camille Vasquez had this great line about Kate Moss because, you know, Kate Moss came out. And um, she said, no, Johnny didn't throw me down the stairs. I slipped. He came running 300 yards to pick me up and get and get the medical attention because it was raining out and I slipped coming out of our bungalow. And Amber Heard used that excuse of, well, he, he threw Kate Moss downstairs in Jamaica, and that's why I went after him. And um, so Camille Vasquez goes, so Amber was like, yeah, everybody's coming out of the woodwork, you know, to, to, to testify for Johnny. And Camille goes, wait a minute, Kate Moss, the most famous supermodel of all time, is coming out of the woodwork for Johnny Amber. Come on. And it was great because mm-hmm. it was really one of those poignant attorney cross-examination, like, really? Coming out like this – one of the most beautiful women in the world that you're jealous of, obviously, in the 80s and 90s, right? And and she's coming out of the woodwork. The woman's worth a billion dollars. She has no woodwork to come out of, you know. Um, yeah, it was classic, dude. It was it was it was better than all the sitcoms on regular TV, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I I told you I wish I was in that courtroom. But it's too far away, and they had a camp out there, you know. But uh, they they let in a hundred people a day, and they said everybody that got in the courtroom was pro Johnny Depp, and because look Johnny Depp deserved it. I mean, uh, he look he he's no saint, and no one's saying he is. But there's there's a thing called law and the rule of law, and she did defame him in a public setting, and it was yeah. intentional harm. And yeah. uh, look, I would say to Amber. You got what you wanted. What do you mean? What do you mean? She would say, well, you ruined Johnny's career for several years. You got yeah. your pound of flesh. The guy That's lost, right. it's a fa- and I love facts, he lost the sick version of Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney did right. not put him on for that. He also lost other film roles, which cost him right there $10, 20000000 million. So yeah, the verdict he- came back at $15 million. They're capped at three fifty in Virginia for punitive damages. Uh, Johnny walks away with ten million three fifty. Not a bad day's work or a bad month's work. He owes her two eight million eight million three hundred and fifty because he has to pay the two million for his attorney being an idiot, saying saying the truth that she did rough up the apartment and call the cops a second and third time. But Johnny was out of the country for six days already, and no cops saw any bruise on her face. 
And then after the cops all left, Turner publicist went to the courtroom. They marked her face up, and they had all the press. They called the pre- the press in, and that's how she got the pre- uh, order of protection. But Johnny was in London for six days with the Hollywood Vampires music group way back then. So nobody believed her. I mean, she was so full of shit, it wasn't even funny, you know? I know. And that's what I was saying. His, his net is eight million three. 350 once he pays her the two. He owes her two a million for that one charge there. But it is what it is, man. Um, crazy, right? I mean, but wow, what a – I mean, Johnny Depp, I think, has resurrected his career. I think his acting ability is stellar, much better than hers. And um, I think film roles are going to come his way now. I really – I think she's going to be viewed as washed up Hollywood starlet. What are your thoughts? She was a B-level Hollywood, B-level girl anyway. She was never an A-class. But the fact is she only now she only has one asset in her name, and it's, a, it's an off-the-grid home up in one of the California mountains. She has no vehicle in her name. She doesn't have the money. Um, the law firm basically did this with whatever cash she had left, and she thought she had the world wrapped around her finger, She's done. She's the new Frances Farmer, you know, the the former actors back in the 40s. They put her in the nut house uh, for 20 years. And, I mean, she's the new Frances Farmer. Johnny's on tour with, with uh, John Beck over in, uh, over in Europe, the Hollywood Vampires, his, right. his band. But, and they put out, like, three songs with John Beck in Europe that are, that are hitting the charts heavy. He's going to come back. He's going to his, – his manager – and his agent are going to be throwing scripts from Universal, Warner Brothers. I mean, you name it, Lionsgate. They're all going to be sending Johnny Depp scripts, right? He's going to have the choice. <laughs> Disney, Disney will never come back because they, they won't put their tail between their legs. But that's their loss because they can make a few more billion with the pirate movies. Uh, and, you know, Jack Sparrow. But no big deal. Johnny will find another franchise in one of those scripts that'll do, you know, two, three, four, five movies. Um, he's a great character, uh, a, a central. He's like the main character actor from Edward Scissorhands to, you know, the, the rabbit in Alice in Wonderland, you know, to uh, Willy Wonka, to Jack Sparrow. I mean, he's got this right. amazing ability to take these crazy characters and make them totally believable. You know, and he brings him so to right. Franchise. He he'll be fine. He'll make two hundred more million. It'll all be good. He's 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 gonna not only land on his feet, but he'll have a cape to show for it. You know. I know. Absolutely. I yeah. would, uh, and I want Johnny Depp. If you're out there, Johnny, we love you. I want you to invite Von Wien and my entourage at your next big Hollywood party bash. <laughs> we need to go. Yeah, right. we need to go. Everybody who's a regular caller, we need to be invited to Johnny Depp's big Hollywood party, his big congratulations party, lawsuit party, whatever you want to call it. I want to go. I've got dibs got on it. I want to. I got a better. I got a better idea. When that. Johnny, when Johnny loads up the jet. To go to his private island off the Bahamas, 
We want to be on the jet. We want to be on the island. We want to be ski-doing and jet-skiing over there on, on his private island. That's the party I want to be at. Because, you know, and, and, and it's right. Like, at least Johnny, you know, if I was in the juror box, I'd say, you know, here's Johnny. He is telling you I abused myself with drugs and alcohol. Look, she's got pictures of me passed out everywhere, right? No pictures of right. me eating her up, right? And she, even after the trial, she couldn't even admit her own faults of lying. She, and she almost, I think she did defame again with the statements right after the trial, like, oh, the jurors are assholes. Johnny and his lawyers, you know, convinced them of this and that, and it's all a lie. I mean, she was basically defaming him right after the, the trial, you know. But that's why people love Johnny. Johnny endeared himself to everybody because he said, look, I got a lot of problems, man. Drugs and alcohol, baby. I can't get off of this shit. And I, and I hurt myself physically. You know, I, I, I knock myself out. I take more drugs. But I don't beat people up. But look, when I'm sober, look at the work I do. Did I make your kids happy with all the pirate movies? Did I make your kids happy with Willy Wonka and Alice in Wonderland? Did I do that? That's who I am on screen. Don't forget about who I am personally. I'll fix those problems, but I have those problems. And that's why people got endeared to him, because he didn't lie. He told the truth, you know. And um, People like that's that. The one thing. I know. Yeah, they loved it. That'll set you free. The truth will always set you free, always. That's right. You know? And speaking of that, we, we went to the gun show here a while back. You got a 9-millimeter uh, pistol. And um, I've got one of those too. And uh, you gotta be, you gotta stay armed, folks. Um, mass chaos, political chaos. Groups are out there. I uh, need to get your rifles. You need to get your weaponry, your ammunition. We don't know what's happening, uh, but um, if anything, uh, the Johnny Depp trial was a nice little distraction for us. Well, this political chaos is the undercurrent of America. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, no, no, no gunshots were, were fired at the Johnny Depp trial. Yes, exactly. We had a little fun. America likes a, 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 a distraction. It's over now. What the hell are we going to do, America? There's no more Johnny Depp trial, damn it. Come on. Yep. We need we, well, we the new one. <laughs> here's the next step everybody's got to do because Biden already called for it, he wants to make every 9-millimeter gun and 9-millimeter bullet, for some strange reason, 9 millimeters, I don't know what that has to do with what's going on in the world, but he wants to illegal, he wants to delegalize all 9-millimeters and all bullets, everything, all of it. That's right. Go to the gun shows it, it, and buy your gun. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean... I, I mean, that Biden came out and said that it's the most popular handgun in America, the 9mm. Johnny Depp, by the way, has got a big gun, sword, and dagger collection, as do I, your cult radio host. And, uh, <laughs> but I would love to see Johnny Depp's collection of guns and daggers and all kinds of medieval weaponry. It would be awesome. But just don't do yeah. it when you're drunk at one of those parties. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so we got to we got America you got you got to go out and get your 9 millimeters now before they ban them. Um, 
You got to pay attention to all the gas stations that are getting rebuilt. Everybody, they're all under construction right now. They're all going to those two digits on the left side. We're going to ten, eleven, twelve dollars a gallon, or they wouldn't spend the money for the new pumps. And don't forget, meat, fish, chicken. It's all up fifty percent since January first to now. Gas in Arizona, I paid $5.50 just to load my tank back up. And all I do is go grocery shopping once in a while because uh, I work from home. Uh, get a work-from-home job. If you don't have one now, get a work-from-home job. Don't pay five fifty a gallon, eight nine hundred a month for gas. Don't do it. Don't buy right. into their shit, you know. They'll drop the price because then we'll have a glut of gas that, that they won't know what to do with, so they'll drop the price of gas again. Don't uh, it, America. Don't, don't pay the man that five, six bucks a gallon. Are you crazy? To hell with the right. man. It's insane. You know? And how about, how about yeah. the uh, – another price index issue. May 31st, it came out. Everybody, it went by everybody's eyes because they threw the diversion at you, America, and you weren't paying attention. But Vaughn and I, we pay attention. On May 31st, the home price index spiked 20.6%, the biggest spike in the 21st century in 22 years. 20.6%. That's one-fifth more you had to pay for a home that's the spike in the home price index on top of eggs being triple the cost, gas being, you know, in California, six, seven, eight dollars a gallon right now. I mean, what, I know. citrus is up citrus is up 50% from last year. They are inflating Crazy. you. They're inflating America to a bubble that's going to burst. You better have your cash. You better have your guns. You better have some gold. You better have your investments straight. I mean, you better get your shit together now. Remember when you and I were on the radio, uh, late 2016, early 2017. Now, we told everybody, get your shit straight, because this guy's going to straighten this economy out, and it's going to be the best economy that America has ever saw in the history of planet Earth, and it was. From 17, 18, 19, right? And then the, and then the Chinese sent the Hong Kong Asian flu all over the world. They screwed the world. I know. And now when this guy, and we were talking about this, you know, this guy got in, and we started saying last year, America, get your shit straight. Go get your, your job from home. Go save your cash. Put it in the, put it in right. the safety deposit box. Go buy some gold, put the cash in there, go get a gun, go get two, go get nine, however many guns you can afford, but keep some cash, keep some gold, start saving your money, America, live really lean, because this guy's going to make it the worst economy that was ever seen. No, and we're living right now. Paul Gladiator, thank you, man. Appreciate it. We got the monster calling in. Awesome call, Paul. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, brother. All right, bye. Goodbye. I was a gladiator for North. Let's get to um from our North Valley compound. Let's get the monster from Colorado. Monster, how are you doing tonight? Welcome to the Von Wien Show. How you doing, Von? You're live. Long time. 
Long time, no talk. Doing good, man. Lock and load, brother. How's it going? Not bad. The only nine millimeter I have is in my pants. That's all I need, kid. But I do believe in the gun law. <laughs> I'm sure you told her that. <laughs> yeah, are you back in Colorado or what, man? I'm just cruising through Arizona, my friend. Took a little business trip down here to Tucson and uh, then okay. Flagstaff. Are you in Flagstaff tonight? I'm in Flagstaff tonight, nice and cool, 70 degrees, 108 down there in Phoenix today. I know, man, it's a scorcher. It's a scorcher, man, but we're the desert rats. We're used to that. <laughs> Listening to your show tonight. What a Flagstaff show, is beautiful. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Your uh, young guy that I was talking to uh, about the uh, – um, What's his name? The uh, actor uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, <clears throat> so many people go through what they go through. <clears throat> and if I was a jury on that case, I'd say they're both guilty. Screw it. You know, many people go through stuff like that. <laughs> that with actors and things happen all the time. They wasted my time. They waste the court's time. They waste the lawyer's time. But you know what? They got a lot of freaking money. Let them spend their money where they want to. Who cares? And they blow it away. It's just ridiculous. Stupid lawsuit. I think it's stupid. Video should have never happened. I don't care about it. I'm not big in Hollywood. Hollywood doesn't care about me, so I don't care about Hollywood. So that's what I got to say about it. Happens to everybody in life. Go pay your stupid attorney fees and go find some stupid therapist that thinks they're going to care about you, but spend their money, you know, and they'll care about you and get some help. Get divorced. Go your separate ways and start your life again. Good deal. You got to speak up a little bit, monster. More in kind oh, of a light connection there. Yeah, speak up, man. This is radio to the nation, the world. <laughs> Sorry about that. Be loud and proud, my friend. <laughs> yeah, gun <laughs> you know, guns are bad. It's just that people are bad. You know what? There's more DUIs and car accidents and people killed that way than being shot at school. So uh, keep your guns, and I uh, hope they keep on uh, uh, having guns. I do believe in that amendment that they use the right to bear arms. We love our Second Amendment, but uh, we also love our family. We love our uh, our real country and our real brethren and our real sisters that are out there, you know, good patriots, good uh, good uh, people. Um, we don't have any time for any any monkey business in the sense that we have terrible politicians, we have terrible media that tell us all this crap literally every week. And, um, you know, we have one mass shooting now about every other day in America. I have a hard time believing, Monster, that they're all organic coming from the ground up, you know, from the street. What's, what's your take on all that? I think the more they televise these gun shootings, I think the more people want to get out there and do it. And we shouldn't televise it so much. We shouldn't put it out there on the media about what's going on. Just leave it alone. Keep it in your own little section of your town, your country, not the whole entire United States needs to know about it. Uh, there's a lot of sick people out there that uh, just want to do some harm to people, which is wrong. They're demented. they got problems, and they shouldn't have guns. They shouldn't have cars. And unfortunately, they do, and uh, bad things happen. That's right. Well, 
you know, man, it's like this country, I've always told people, was founded on, on the gun. You know, with guns, we are citizens of the nation, and without them, we are nothing but slaves to the largesse of government or, any, or to any government whim or to any bureaucrat, right? 1776, the British Redcoats and their generals, they demanded, demanded that we turn over our weapons and gunpowder, and we shot them all, rightfully so. History teaches this very valuable lesson. I know you were there and I was there. 1776. We were right there in the thick of it, and I would have it no other way, my friend. But that's what went down. That's how this country started, folks. It wasn't started as some fairy tale. We shot them dead when they put out their demands. Hit and run tactics. American, the American patriot invented guerrilla warfare. We're behind every blade of grass, right? Well, what are, what's the sentiment of up there in Colorado when you get back home in a day or two? What are people up, up there doing? Are they okay with the way things are, or what's the uh, feeling up there, man? Up in Colorado, Tell us the local the, flavor. Well, living in a small town, we don't have a lot of problems like that. We don't publicize a lot of that stuff, and it's more so down in Denver. Uh, I live on the western side of Colorado, smaller population, smaller people. We don't have a lot of black-on-black crime, black-on-black shooting, or whites hit blacks, or blacks hit whites. We don't have a racial problem in Colorado. Unfortunately, it is a racial problem in areas of the United States, and it's sad to see that. One thing about 1776, in the old days, you don't have racial problems. There was no hate shooting back then. It was just trying to get the free country and uh, get this country up and running and uh, separate ourselves from the Brits. And uh, unfortunately, we have now more hate crimes than any, than any other country in the world. That's kind of sad. Well, there was no BLM back in 1776. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was no Communist Party. There was no Antifa. There was no ACLU, other groups. It was just life was simpler, a lot harder. Um, but you fast forward now to 2022, and these Democrats say, oh, the U.S. Constitution, it's just a relic from the past. We have to completely destroy it, and we have to overhaul it. And we have to write up a new constitution for the modern, digital, quote-unquote, high-tech age. What say you? I think it's a bunch of BS. A lot of Bernie Sanders. A lot of Pocahontas out there. Too many Pocahontas. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Well, Lars, it's been uh, very nice to talk to you. Bon Hunt, it's time for me to go. I got to get some sleep. I got a long drive tomorrow, but always great to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me, and uh, always love being a guest. Awesome, Monster. Hey, have a great trip back to Colorado. We'll talk to you soon, and safe uh, travels, buddy. Thanks, Rob. Likewise. Thank you, sir. Bye. You bet. Have a good night. Bye-bye. The monster from Colorado. He uh, is traveling the country a little bit on his job. Thought I'd get him on this on the show. He's been trying to get on the show for a long time. We finally got him on for a little chat. That's good. 
Um, gosh, you know, Johnny Depp's been all over the news lately. And um, what a trial. But you look at the, at the news lately. Isn't it amazing? Well, at least with the movies, we can dream, right? Because I don't ever want to be poor. Then you won't. I decided right then and there I wasn't going to live like that. I needed to get as far away as possible. I moved to California in the summer of 1968 with the tuna. We had $300 and a black TR3. There sure was nothing like this back home. It was paradise. We got a small one-bedroom apartment right on the beach. Wasn't much, but it had its price. Georgia. You need some help? <laughs> California was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Hey, what's the deal? People were liberated, independent, full of new ideas. They used words like right on, groovy, solid women were beautiful and they all seemed to share the same occupation i'm a stewardess i'm a stewardess i'm a stewardess i'm a stewardess yeah on the airplane love it love it yeah that was johnny depp for the movie blow we will give credit where credit is due great scene from the movie when they first uh Travel out there with the tuna. Well, your gun rights are going to be under assault, America. I told you before, you've got to be a happy warrior going forward. But yet, there's a very serious side to me, too. And when it comes out, it scares the bejesus out of people. But I will say that you've got to have your moments. We, are, we may be entering a Mad Max world. People have asked me, and I go, look, right now, things are relatively good overall in America. We're having all these issues, all these problems, right? In other words, it's food. You can, you can still get food. If you got five bucks, you can still buy a gallon of gas. You can still eat. All the restaurants are open. We're not wearing masks. There's virtually full employment. If you want a job, you can get one. It may not be exactly what you want, but you can get something to bring in some paychecks. But what if things were really bad? Can you imagine what kind of a Mad Max world that would be? Chaos theory would reign supreme. Well, they say you have white privilege, America, what the Democrats always say. I say you got the privilege to be bitched at constantly by our media for the failures of this nation or Africa or anywhere else. They're always bitching at the people in the suburbs, lecturing us. We're sick of it. They're not really interested in removing guns from anyone other than the white suburban citizens who can read the U.S. Constitution. Let's get with the gunslinger out there in the great state of Texas. Gunslinger, how are you doing tonight? Are you there, buddy? Yes. Going once. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Pretty good, just sitting here uh, uh, watching the lunacy in this country, uh, gee whiz. I mean, you know, 
not the the, the, the school shooting. We had this, another shooting at a hospital. What was that yesterday? Uh, and today I was reading yeah. there was a shooting at a cemetery. For God's sake! Yeah, that was in Racine, what? Wisconsin. Yeah, yep. exactly. I mean, what is what is what is wrong with people? I mean, what, wow. I mean, I I am so shell shocked. Okay, from hearing this kind of crap. Uh, it's just going on and on and on, and you know the anti-gunners. Oh my God, here they go! Jeez, we gotta have we gotta have gun control. We gotta have gun control. This and that. People, listen, okay. There is no law. There is no law that you can come up with that is going to stop situations like this. Of all the gun laws that are on the books right now, did all those laws combined stop this? No. Because you can't nope. get in a person's head. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Right. I know. Well, you cannot legislate crazy. I'll just sum it up for you. You cannot yeah. legislate crazy. And I've always said, don't do anything crazy because it's not because we're afraid to make a move or to fight or whatever. It's because things are going to get crazy on their own. They already are getting crazy and crazier by the day. Wouldn't you agree, Gunslinger? I, I totally agree 100%, 10,000%. Okay. Uh, I check on the, you know, I'm on the computer every day, and I check the local area and everything. You'd be surprised at the home invasions, the carjackings, the the getting robbed, sitting outside in the parking lot at your local Homer Depot, which is just three and a half miles up the freaking highway from me. Okay, right. it's getting bad out there. It's getting bad out there. Okay, and I, these. These people that that come up with this with these gun laws, you know, they don't they don't uh, think about you know other people. I guess they're just thinking about themselves. I guess. Well, I want to make I want to be look good. I want to make a knee jerk reaction. Okay, these, right. the government cannot argue with me about gun control when they left three hundred thousand freaking weapons over there in Afghanistan. Would you not agree? Good. Right. They left a billion dollars of arms and ammo in Afghanistan. And don't lecture me about gun control. Don't you dare. When the government, when you and Biden, you guys have left all those guns for terrorists, you got the gall and the nerve to come over here and think we forgot about that? No, we did not forget anything. You, will have, you, you, you don't have a leg to stand on, man. Don't you dare lecture America now. You're the biggest proliferator of guns in the world, Mr. Biden. You're a proliferator. You're a you throw gasoline on the fires of the world. And you come back over here and you want to lecture us. We're not going to be lectured to you by these imbeciles, morons, political idiots of all stripes. I don't care which party, you know, crazy. Like I said before, you cannot let us play crazy. People will do crazy things 
And, um, but the rabbit hole goes much deeper. I'll tell you why I think a lot of these things are going on. It's a multifaceted, complicated issue. But the gist of it, in my view, is that deep, deep, deep down in the recesses of people's minds, yeah, drugs have affected them and everything else, we have a breakdown of our culture. We have a breakdown of our cities and towns. We have a breakdown of the rule of law and law and order in America. And on top of that, people don't even feel that they're part of a real country anymore due to our wide-open borders. They feel that everything is chaotic anyway. So chaos theory kicks in, and they go, I'm going to put some more chaos in the mix. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make things more chaotic because my life is chaotic. It used to be people had checks and balances. They had a filter. They stopped themselves, you know, for the most part. People don't have any coping skills. Our schools don't teach critical thinking skills or coping skills or deferred gratification. They don't teach any of that. So it doesn't matter how old you are, but they're blaming the 18-year-olds. Yes, at that age, it's it's an age full of turmoil. A lot of angry young men out there, but why are they angry? Why are they angry? Let's delve into that for a moment. There's lots of reasons why these things are happening. Also, the government can be behind a lot of this stuff, false flag operations, deep state, CIA, MKUltra, the list goes on. They've been known to facilitate these and groom these people online anyway in chat rooms. Oh, yeah. To create Manchurian candidates. You know? Exactly. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, it could be one of each. It could be a combination. It, it, it's, 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 it's as crazy as this world is getting today. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. And one final deal here about that, you know, about the school shooting down there in South Texas, okay? I don't know if you've seen a picture of their so-called SWAT team, okay? You can look it up online. Mm-hmm. There's nine of these people, including one woman, okay? A little short girl, too, actually, okay? But they're so proud of this of this SWAT team. Here they have, they have these big high-powered rifles, okay? They have sidearms on, and they're wearing bulletproof vests. But those people stood outside that classroom for almost an hour, okay, heavily armed while lead was being tore through the bodies of those children. They had the blood right. of those children, soldiers, on, on, their, on, their, on their back, okay? If it was me, hey, I'm disabled. I carry a little pea shooter, a three fifty seven Magnum. I would have run in there and engaged, Okay. Because right. I'm not a coward. I'm not a coward. Okay? So every one of them SOBs is a coward. Okay? And then you, and then some Border Patrol agent had to come in there and finally shoot the guy, and he got a head wound or something. 
and there was another one that was in a barber shop getting his hair his haircut, and he had to grab a shotgun and run down the street to the school. Well, you have nineteen mm-hmm. of these people, okay? Not one, not two, but nineteen standing outside of that door. They should have flashbanged that that door. They should have stormed in there like stormtroopers. Uh, tossing uh, the 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 smoke, whatever you know, the tear gas in there. I'd rather have a choking, crying child than a dead one, wouldn't you? Go ahead. That's right. You throw the tear gas canister right at him like a baseball to knock him off his uh, perch as hard as you can. Throw it right out of his face. Kill that. The shock of that, plus you barging in, plus the smoke all around him. He'll lose his yeah. sight. He'll start coughing. And hacking, that's when you can gun them down. Okay, Damn them right. right there. Damn right. There, there, there's Get them right no there. Yeah, there is no, no excuse. No excuse, man. And then the uh, cops are keeping the parents from going inside. Yeah, they were they were tackling them outside and putting them in handcuffs. That's right. That's what right. Kind of cowards do How that? dare you breach the police line? And what have I told you yeah. guys before? When it hits the fan... The police are trained, and or a lot of them do this, they stand down. We've talked about this on my show before. Yeah. It's fair to say that the Uvalde police stood down during the school shooter episode. Absolutely. They stood down. I mean, Did they barge they, in? No. No. Facts. No. Facts are stubborn things. Now, I'm sure there's many, many good police officers there in Texas and in the Uvalde. Absolutely. But as they're saying in the, in the chat room, and I agree, there's something very fishy about that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Why they barricaded themselves outside the school. They never let the parents Now I can see not letting the parents in. But it, if you don't do something, the parents are going to rush your line. They're going to bull rush you. That's right. Now what are you going to do? You have those guys should have bull rushed them. Yeah. Try to get through because your son's in there, your daughter, and all you're hearing is shots. Man, that's mental torture. It is. You know? Well, this is going to unfold, and a lot of these guys, I'm not saying you value, but we, there is a certain kind of a cop nationwide, I'll put it this way, that likes the power, likes the badge, Likes the gun, wants the pension. They want an easy line of work, an easy beat, and then they they uh, they want to retire. Yep. Unscathed. It's not what you're signing up for, guys. If you take the oath, and you're a young budding police officer, it's a very very dangerous job. It is. We have very brave Phoenix police officers who die. In the line of duty here every every month. Yep. Okay, so small towns are going to get hit. This one was. It's a dangerous job. You're not there to collect a pension. No. The pension's a bonus if you make it. You, if you don't it make it. What you signed up for? You want to see yeah. danger? You want to see action? By God, you'll see it. And it's going to happen when you least expect it. Always does. That's yeah, life yeah, 101. 
yeah, that's life. That that's you're absolutely correct. This is what we pay taxes for. Okay, Vaughn. This is that's what right. we pay tax to these to these people that straps on a badge and a uniform and all this stuff to put them them between a shooter and us. Okay? That's what they that's what they get paid to do. It's a dangerous job. I I totally agree. Okay? It's a hundred percent a dangerous job. When I was doing electrical work, I had a dangerous job. I was dealing with electricity that could pry you down in a half a fucking second. Okay? So I know what a dangerous right. job Okay? So but this is what we get they get paid to do out there. And one final deal is the only way you're gonna stop this is to arm the teachers, okay? Arm the principal, vice principal, have a have a gun rack in the office, okay? Hell, even uh, arm the janitor for that matter, and have armor piercing shells. Because that's the only thing that's gonna go through a bulletproof vest short of a high power right. rifle. Okay? So if you're going to carry a handgun, it, uh, the teachers, armor-piercing shells, Teflon-coated, okay? So that wouldn't have happened if you had the, the the teachers in there that were armed or the principal or whoever, okay? Maybe a, a couple of them might have got shot, yeah, but by the time that the teachers returned fire, well, they, I guarantee you're not going to have 19 plus two teachers. Right. You know? Exactly, but... You know, have a nice day. It's one of those things. Gunslinger, I appreciate the uh, the phone call. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Later. Later. Have a great night. Good, good points there by Gun Boomer, our friend, Gunslinger there in Texas. Um, in the chat room, someone wrote, um, now there's good cops and bad cops, but someone wrote, the cops were never put here to protect us. They were put here to do the bidding of the beast system, the beast government system. Largely true in many in many places now. You look at the large cities, look at Chicago, New York, L.A., D.C. The cops, when these things happen, stand around, they're, and they're taught and trained and ordered in their defense to stand down. And Portland's a prime example of that. You could have very good cops on the force, but when the mayor of Portland tells you to stand down and the district attorney and your chief of police, what are you going to do? Seriously. When the riots are going on, people are saying, why are those cops doing something? Well, if they're ordered not to, they can't. No one's going to risk getting fired or getting sued by the city or by the rioters. It's not worth the hassle, man, for 50 grand a year in some cases. 50, 60, 70 grand a year. It's not worth the hassle. All the red tape for lawsuits, crap like that. So in cops' defense, there is a thin blue line. Many cops are ordered to do things a certain way. The real problem is the head of the snake. Don't blame every cop. You got to look at who's directing them, who's ordering them. That's, That's where we need to focus on. Who's making these plans? Who's ordering them to do nothing? Who's ordering them to stand down? Who's ordering them to stand outside of a school while a school's being shot up? That's the key ingredient. So, isn't it funny that we have all these shootings in in these so-called gun-free zones? 
gun-free zones are the most dangerous places in America. And you know it's true. Of all the gin joints in all the world, and she had to walk into the one I was occupying, I was sitting there listening to Vaughn on the radio, you know, the Vaughn Weehan show. Well, she came in and sat down, and I told the bartender, let's give her a drink. We're on a tab on my fare. She sat down, looked right at me. She was gorgeous. I took a drag off my lucky strike and blew it the other way. I sure as hell wasn't going to blow it in her face. She was amazing. I said, you mind, honey? I'm right in the middle of a show here listening to it. She said, no problem. She joined in. We listened to Von Weehan's show together. It was quite a time. So you saw the ads, and you saw what was out there on the Von Weehan show. You have to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Go ahead. Call up. Make his day. It's the Von Weehunt Show. And by the way, where was Inspector Callahan in Uvalde, Texas? With his 44 Magnum, like in the movies. You know, we need more, we need more cops like that in America, more Inspector Callahans for the 1970s. We need less cops, less police chiefs who are weak, who want to stand down and not do anything in the real world. Well, we're so glad you're here tonight. Let's get our tech wizard on, the Irish pirate. Irish, how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, um, it's a wonderful night to be out and about, especially if you've had surgery within the last week. I mean, uh, it's one of those yeah, things. Yeah, by the way, how did that go? How'd that go, man? Oh, um, I think it was swimmingly successful. I will... Definitely tell you, as always, I don't understand anything that goes on in a hospital anymore. They actually called me today right. and actually, you know, somebody gave me one of those silly little uh, survey type things, you know, uh, according to your opinion and according to our standard set of answers. I mean, my God. I mean, so finally it got so annoying. It's like, are you, uh, uh, your race, are you white? I, I just said, I don't know. Are you Native American? Probably, but I don't know. You know, I mean, not for the purpose of you guys' silly surveys. Let me give you a good example of where they completely are unprofessional that everybody and their grandmother knows about, and that's the side COVID, which we've talked about. Because, you know, as a matter of fact, a, a, um, a family member I know is currently got a cold. Let's put it that way. And immediately, it's all, all the COVID flags go up. And I'm having a hard time trying to tell people, all she has to do is go outside. If it's on the outside of her, it'll be dead within, you know, probably three hours to 30 minutes. And then if it's on the inside of her, you just go about the business. But anyway, um, I'm yeah. in a bed, and I've got a trauma in, in my toe. Uh, in 2018, I had a surgery on the toe next door. And it turned out to be extremely similar. In fact, it was probably because of the same thing. The doctor and I both agreed that this is a time bomb. There is nothing I did wrong. I wasn't abusing myself. But uh, they did an A1C on me, and it comes out 12. I know I'm talking about my medical records and to the world, but here we go. And uh, they say automatically that means you had a 300 blood sugar for the last nine weeks. 
And my response to that is, you're high. I don't even want what you're smoking. It'll probably show up on my next blood panel. But anyway, uh, and then right after the surgery, uh, my blood sugar went down to normal, 105, which, you know, I don't normally run that anyway, but they were pumping me so full of junk, (laughs) it went straight down. And so it responded to what they were giving me, not because their stuff is so wonderful, but because... When your body is under stress, when, you, when you've got a clear trauma, you release a, a chemical called cortisol. And cortisol holds your blood sugar in your body because you know you're taking damage and you want it to be coagulable. It, you want it to be slow. And so it just right. holds on to the blood sugar. Anyway, uh, so first of all, they're telling me that that was for the last nine weeks, which is not true. And then number two... The very next day, I'm down to 105, and they took another A1C, and it goes down to 9, which should not happen if the, three, the previous nine weeks, my blood sugar was 300. If it was a running average, that would put, barely put a dent in it. You know, nine weeks times seven days is, you know, one in 63. No, these guys clearly were clueless. I told them exactly when my blood sugar would go down. I told them exactly why it was up, and I wasn't worried about it. What I got to do is stop right. having surgeries. I had my teeth replaced earlier within a year ago, and uh, that's what's crushing my body. Yeah, I just got to stop doing that. Now, granted, my teeth have been bad all my life. Yeah, and, and so, when you get some time, we need some more of those fun packs too. When you, when you get up and up and rolling oh, yeah. again, we need some well, summer yeah, actually, fun packs. I sent you yeah, a large uh, anyway. cache of stuff. Yes. Indeed. Yeah, man. So let me give you I've – been, I've been thinking very carefully about what with the time that we do have uh, that I can talk about. Sure, I could have spent some time on uh, Putin actually, whether he did it honestly or not, which we wonder, uh, honestly tried to negotiate for peace before invading Ukraine. I don't – you know, I can't tell you whether he did it in earnest or not, but I can promise you Zelensky didn't, not, that he didn't negotiate at all. And then they tried to make Zelensky the hero. I think that's hilarious. But we'll right. save that. What's really more important is what you were what you were talking about not too long ago about the quality of food. And I learned a few things. Because I, I had to do a little bit of uh, – What did you learn? Uh, uh, I learned that all these um, fake foods, all these fake foods that are out there, you see them in the fast food places. Yeah. You see them in the grocery stores. Okay. Um it's pretty strange how this works. That uh, Bill Gates appears to be behind uh, the push to do things like stop breastfeeding and you know give you this thing called bio milq bio milk, and there's all this fake stuff that's out there, and of course, uh, nearly every large meat and dairy processor has also acquired plant-based variants of whatever else it is they're doing, but that's the large guys. So you can count those companies on probably two hands. Okay, but here's the thing. First of all, when you factor in soy production, lab-grown fake meat is usually worse for the environment than conventionally produced chicken and pork. And that's the bottom line there, is that they're trying to tell you it's better for you. No part of it is. It's not better for your health. It's not better for the industry. You know, it gives them a black mark. And then on top of that, it's ruining the environment. And for what? 
and for what? Right. That's, I think that's the biggest question. I mean, maybe there's some people out there that want to experiment with it. There's no benefit whatsoever <laughs> that I can tell. Oh, my goodness, this is bad. This is as bad as the COVID shots, which they've done a poor job of trying to tell you. And, oh, that reminds me, while I was in the uh, hospital, same thing. They're trying to shove metformin on me. It's like, you guys realize that metformin is never used in hospitals because with every other drug they push on you, metformin doesn't get along with it. So they're expecting you to go home and have all these complications because of this dumb drug they're pushing. And so it's some, you know, guy that wears wear too much cologne in a lab coat, this beautiful blonde-haired, blue-eyed something or other. It's gone. we just want you to consider met. I can consider metformin all right. Same way I'm considering this. What do you have against met, metformin? What do you have against that uh, that a uh, drug? Was it uh, prescribed it to you or what? With anything. It doesn't get along oh, with anything. Okay. And the fact that it thins your blood out, I mean, I, I, I hope you're not getting older in, uh, in the libido department because that's going to shove that out right under the door. You're, you're going to take the, the mat right out from under your feet when it comes to proper aging. You know, you got to be able to keep Yeah, screw that. And you, you start taking drugs screw like that. that. Don't pun intended. That. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. I will screw against that. So, the bottom line By the way, this, your 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 gal pal, Cacao uh, Kelly, was on the line earlier, and then she uh, faded off. So, um, yeah. but if she was continue on, yeah, about this metformin thing. Interesting. Well, the bottom line is it's just as fake as all this, you know, fake meat and all this other stuff. It doesn't have a proper purpose in life. It doesn't get along with anything else. You know, they're, and they're, make, they're making it out of chemicals in the laboratory, and they're giving you basically the side effect of the thing, unless you want to talk about the side effect of some of the stuff we're talking about, it certainly is not a, a healthy product whatsoever, and neither is any of this fake meat. And, of course, Bill Gates always seems to be in on it just before all the other stuff disappears. It, and that doesn't surprise anyone either, but, you know, it's, it's not a coincidence. These guys are lining themselves up to do great big profits because there are no scruples on this planet anymore for the for the big guys, and uh, that's one of the things we're going to have to start doing. That's actually not my conclusion to the whole thing. Don't listen to the hype fest. Skip all the fake meat alternatives, for example, and go for grass-fed, and even better, the term grass-finished, if you can even find that on a package. Especially with chicken and pork, you're going to have to go organic because they don't have any of that. That's, you know, it's either right. organic or not. So the bottom line is that would, that's what's best for you as far as meat. Throw the rest away. It's all fake. And fake food is only made by a handful of companies, and they're all ginormous. So you've got to find your friends in small family-owned farms and ranches. And that's what I recommend I very highly. There are a lot of single-family uh, and maybe three-family places out there to buy stuff. And Cacao uh, Kelly and I have been shopping them. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm the one that's actually gotten on the phone and called them all. Uh, she's got the freezer mm-hmm. space and said this is a must and that type of thing. So I'm running her plan, and it seems to be working. I've learned a lot from it. In fact, one of the ranches actually invited us out. You know, said we might set that date up and go down there just to check them out. It, it's a, a single family uh, where uh, the dad runs the ranch during the day, and mom right now is teaching in one of the districts in, in southern Phoenix. And that works out really well. And they just have a plan of actually pulling completely out of public schools and, 
and doing the the homeschool thing, or you know, we'll come to you. Right. And I just love Irish. I'm so glad you're feeling better, man. I'm glad you're feeling much much better. Well, let me tell you this: my toe's not bothering me at the moment. Uh, Six days in a hospital bed sure did, ruined my back. And it's, uh, you know, the, the IVs were leaking out and everything else. So, yeah, everything that they were putting onto me and into me, with the exception, like I said, the, the surgeon really knew what he was doing, was highly recommended. Um, having a hard time getting my follow-on appointment with him. Matter of fact, nobody's calling me back for anything. I had a pile of stuff even before I suddenly decided to cut everything off and, and put myself in a position to be recommended. At least the one thing I did, Von Weehunt, I stayed away from the VA Medical Center. Um, there are a lot of people that think right. you have to do that. If you try really hard, you can get a doctor to accept you for being out of that network and still being part of the VA and that type of thing. Then if they hmm. write a if they write a referral, then you can go. I couldn't. I had a choice of going anywhere I wanted, and we actually discussed that after I got in there. You said, "Hey, nice choice," and. Uh, Hey, right. I mean, I did the best I could, but you know, uh, hospitals are hospitals, and we learn the hard way. Um, no, granted, the right. nurses, I think, the nurses, I think, are the most understanding. They all know that there's a bunch of junk going on. They're not in a position to talk back or do anything about it. Most of them are in play. Most of them, unfortunately, are like bots with lab coats, and that's very unfortunate. Um, even right. as a matter of fact, I brought some. Uh, I brought some of my uh, sea veg with me, which is nothing more than salad if you think about it. Salad from the sea, and it looked like pills, and they confiscated it. Oh my God! It looks like pills. You didn't tell us you had pills. Like no, I uh, don't have any chemicals. <laughs> That's a great voice, Irish. Oh, That's man. a great voice there. Thank you. Hey man, yeah, thanks for calling the show to tonight. Some... Uh, we'll talk more about health and wealth and all that. Uh, and oh, subsequent yeah. shows, you know it, okay? Yeah, and then yeah, I've always got. I'm trying to keep it to mainly one topic, and tonight's topic is don't fall for the fake stuff. You are in charge of your health, and if you let these people do it, you know what's going to happen. You're going to pay through the nose for something that just isn't real, and they're getting probably a kickback, or they're like the nurses are being ordered to do something that they know is phony. Either way. They don't want to lose their job just yet, and uh, it's up to you to get more independent and leave the government out of your decision-making process, unfortunately. Damn right. And, uh, and I'm a champion of that, and I'm going to continue being a champion of that. But, uh, and, and if somebody actually needs to you know, call the show to get a hold of me so I can show them ways that they can start trimming the fat out of their government diet, we, uh, I'd be more than happy to show them because I still get to teach chess when I want at the moment anyway. They're not locking the place down. I think they will beginning in August, but that, that'll be – we'll save that for another. Um, there's, a good, right. uh, there's a couple of good articles out there for that. And then you've got to be invested in things that don't require right. the government to kick back. And uh, Damn right. Iris, we will talk about it, my friend. Have a great night. Thank you, sir. Glad you're feeling better, man. Praise God for the good nights and praise God for the ability to heal, even at my age. I think I think we're going into yes. a wonderful back end. You know, the home stretch is where it's at, and the best revenge is living large. That's what I always say. That's right. Iris Pirate, thanks, man. 
Folks, that's so true. The best revenge in life against a tyrannical government or or anything or the craziness is just live well. Prepare. Be aware of all your surroundings. Be aware of the doom and the gloom and the bad and the good and the ugly. Like a Clint Eastwood spaghetti western. But um, living well is the best revenge. And the well-prepared militia is always ready to go. And the best army fights on its stomach. Got to eat healthy. Got to be healthy out there. Work out. Get out of the house. Move around. Get that blood flowing. It's good for you. Well, get your cocktail. Put your crash helmet on. Strap in for the last few, uh, the last half hour to hour of the show. Uh, by the way, we've, we've had some inquiries on sponsors. If you know anybody that wants to be a sponsor of the show, please route them over to me. VonWeehunShow at gmail.com. We have some smoking rates. Any small business, online business, service, brick-and-mortar store, could be high-tech, low-tech. You want to sponsor the Von Weehan Show. If you like what you hear, if you want your products on the show, your widget, your new invention, your service, whatever, let me know. Email me, vonweehunshow at gmail.com, or find me on Gab for my radio webpage there, or contact me any way you can. Facebook, under Von Weehan Show again. So there's all kinds of ways to reach the show. Don't be shy. Let me know. I'll give you some good rates, most cost-effective rates in the industry, I guarantee it. Have you ever wanted your company, product, or idea on the radio airwaves? Well, now is your chance. Be a proud sponsor of the Von Wehunt Radio Show program, which airs weekly on blogtalkradio.com and then is uploaded to many Internet websites such as Dark Sky Radio, Twitter, Spotify Podcast, and then all over America and the entire world. Get your product, service, and business idea out there now. We have very good cost-effective rates, and Vaughn can get you on the air and in front of literally tens of thousands of radio listeners each week all over the nation for pennies on your advertising dollar. And the return on your investment is huge. It's a hell of a great deal, and Vaughn will work with you to make your business or idea a big success. Vaughn Wehunt is a man of action and of his word. Please contact him at the station on Twitter via the Von Wehunt Show, or you can email him your advertising product or inquiry at vonwehuntshow at gmail.com. That's vonwehuntshow at gmail.com. Don't delay, and do it today. Remember, folks, it's always on with Vaughn. This ad brought to you by Wolf Studio Productions. Love that. We've seen enough of these uh, mass shootings and craziness in America. As I've told you guys before, we're coming up on the midterms and the presidential elections in um, 2024, right around the corner this fall, will be the midterms. I predict more craziness 
I think you'll see more things happen out there. We want happy days to reign to rain again over America. We want people to be happy and we want to have a productive nation. We want things to go in our direction for a change. But um, until then, be prepared, be ready. You know what to do. can hold me when I hold you, seems so right, it can't be wrong, rocking and rolling all week long. Love that song. Well, and looking at the chat room, we have some pretty interesting comments. Scottish Guard says that he's buying 100 pounds of Angus ground beef from a local rancher next week. He's been buying farm eggs from a friend, friend's mom for two years. Good for Scottish Guard, I've always said. you got to have a good plan, guys. Learn some gardening, learn some ranching, fishing, hunting. Get your skill sets up. Find local farmers, local growers. Make those local alliances for food, supplies, for military preparedness, whatever you need. Now, also in the chat room, Lincoln had a good point, which is why I get him on here in a minute. I see where he's called in the the studio board. We have two parties that are in Washington. The Democrats always call for gun laws, and the conservatives, in my view, try to out-left the left every time. They go crazy to suck up to the Democrats who, who hate their guts. And the conservatives literally sign the most restrictive gun laws that the Democrats can produce. And the conservatives actually sign it. They bury their head in the sand, and they complain nonstop about the Democrats. Two parties connected at the neck, in the hip, controlled by the same people, controlled by the same elites, same cabal, whoever you want to color it. So I told you before, you cannot legislate crazy or pass more laws to do that. It does not work. In the real world. Now, I do believe that we could have kept the republic if we were more vigilant. Not all, but many of the authorities now in the country, it could be said they are bought and paid for. I told you guys before that no one is coming to save you, America. Trump will not save you either, though we wish him well. We are on our own. We've always been on our own. 
And I would have it no other way. Because as that occurs in political terms, it hardens our will and it makes victory that much certain. In the recent spate of mass shootings and school shootings throughout America, back in the 1950s and 1960s, many high schools in our nation, many of you don't know this, had shooting ranges and courses inside the school about guns and even students very often brought their own rifles to school. What changed in society is that we used to have what's called a high-trust society. And we could trust such activities then, but not now. What's changed? Well, our demographics have drastically changed. Back then we had what's called a high-trust society. We were largely of European descent. Now we do not have that at all. Our government says we're a country, but they do a lot of things to show Americans that we're not a country. By not having borders. By not bringing people together. Instead of bringing the nation together, they bring in millions more people from the third world instead. Now think about that. Instead of bringing Americans together who are already here, they bring in more and more millions of people from the third world. Then they bitch and complain that America looks more and more like a third world country over time. I told you in the monologue, the 1965 Hard Seller Act opened the floodgates of immigration into America. Now, the media will tell you to trust the plan, that the White Hats are in control. Cutards are everywhere, right? Well, it cannot be repeated too often. The United States Constitution is a limitation, not on you or me, but on the federal government, not on private individuals. So keep that in mind. Also this week, on a sidebar note, I've got my radio show on Gab. We have some haters out there that uh, don't like the show. Well, rest assured, I normally respond to them and immediately block them. So I will not waste my precious studio time talking to political morons. If they're a hater of the show, so we get larger and larger, we'll get a few more haters. That tells me we're over the target area. So I will block these people at a moment's notice. I will not tolerate their insolence, I will not engage in debate with political morons. I will not engage them as far as I can throw them. These people want to engage me and you and waste the show's precious time. So I've already blocked about 30 people on Gap. I believe we'll be blocking more as time goes on. If they want to engage me and talk about issues, 
I love clever comments. I love discussing the news of the day. But if they want to come on and my gab page and say, F this, F that, I'll tell them to go F off, and then I block very quickly, very decisively block them from all of you. They call the show. We've had a few people in the chat room before who tried that. They don't know the powers that I have. When I blocked them, I blocked their ISP address from my desk, from my studio desk. And they cannot get on blog talk on any show. They are verboten, blocked from all blog talk shows. And that's in the, the disclaimer of this show. So these idiots that are out there, the haters, they're out there. Be aware of it. We're over the target area. Now, get this, America. Here's some great news. Guess which country is our newest international edition? You would never guess it. Communist China. That's right. We have stats that our very powerful signal is being picked up by pirate radio operators in the People's Republic of China, with their 1.2 billion people. I think the show is going to grow like wildfire in communist China. Well, the top five countries are as follows for listenership. The USA, of course, then Canada, 2.22% and growing. Then Thailand, we love we we love you all a long time over there at 2.07%. In the UK, across the pond, eating the tea and crumpets with the Queen and her Jubilee this week at 1.70%. And then the rising sun, the empire of Japan, and the legend of the samurai at 0.57%. About 9.5% now of our radio audience is international. I told you before, when this show started, there was something about this show where they, we give you guys some extra airtime to vent, to talk. They want to hear what you have to say. So I think it's really, really cool. Very cool, in fact. But China was quite the... Um, that was quite the um, wild card this week that came up in her stats. That's really how we got in there, I don't know, but they're picking up our signal. We're checking their ISP addresses and stats. Shanghai, Beijing are listening. Probably their secret service or their intelligence operations. But uh, nevertheless, it will spread from there. Well, we're going to get Brett the Surfer on next in Lincoln. Brett's been trying to get on for the past several shows. So um, we'll get him on after this.
you know, we will we'll we'll use your ships for target something. practice for our U.S. Navy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not, it's a about bad, that not, bad. not a bad idea, man. I'm all peace. I love, I mean, that, that's what I strive for in life. But, you know, I mean, you can only be threatened so much. And But I, I really I really think that, uh, like they're saying, Putin has three more years possibly uh, to live, you know, or there has been talk that maybe he has been poisoned even, you know. Maybe maybe there they are. They say he has cancer. The way. Yeah. They say he has yeah. cancer. That's what I, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Then you know I, I don't. We only hope for better, you know, in the future, and uh, you know, it's it's it, it is just uh, what does he expect us to do? You know, we're going to continue sending weapons over there. There's more and more right now. So. Right. I mean, come on, you're a Putin, you're a pretty smart guy. You, you, you should have done your calculation. You know the West was going to do something and fund the quote-unquote freedom fighters of Ukraine. Now, you can debate that term all you want, but just to keep it on the up and up, he should have known that. And if he didn't know it, it's pretty stupid planning on his part. I think he did not thoroughly think this through. I think he had too many vodka I, shots I, yeah. there in the Kremlin, Brett. <laughs> too many I brain cells were burned that. off, man. Exactly. And I don't <laughs> think he thought Ukraine would put up a fight like they have, you know. So um, I, I don't think, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, it is crazy, though, that he threatens other countries, you know, like uh, – Sweden and Finland, and um, you know that—that's kind of you know you just wonder where where, where it's going to go, you know. But well, okay, let's 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 flip the script. What if you know you know how bad Biden? But let's just say the U.S. government was telling in over the public airwaves, not covertly, but overtly, like China and Russia, you know, through our diplomatic. Uh, all of our embassies and channels, that we're going to nuke Russia and nuke China every week. We send out those threats. Man, yeah, think I, about that. I don't think they'd take kindly That's to that. What they're I doing. think there would be some That's, time. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, if you're a smart country, keep your freaking mouth shut. You might think that, but going out there and saying it, man, I would have... Russia and China surrounded with my nuclear submarine fleet. Ready to go, baby. Ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... They'd be, if they're not surrounded now, they it. should be. I'd have permanent nuclear submarines in that Black Sea. I'd have them all over I think the place. We are. I think we are probably doing something like that because, uh, you know, I, I just... Uh, it would be a terrible thing if nukes did go off and there was a fallout, you know, from that. Oh, nobody wants um, that. But, Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Only crazy people want to see everything blow up. Those are crazy people, let's be honest. You know, I exactly. mean, folks, life isn't that bad. Yeah, we have problems. Yeah, there's systemic problems, but you think your life is that bad. I always say, look at a World War II video. Look at those newsreels. Yeah. If you think your life is really bad, 
Okay, go back to the 1940s. Look at all the decimated world and those European villages blown to smithereens. No food, no water, no clothing, no transportation, cold as hell, being shot at. What a wonderful life, right? Yeah. yeah. So we don't have yeah. problems on many fronts. I mean, we have problems. Ours are of a different mold. But exactly. But back then, man, that's when the gauntlet was thrown down, and it was very base to live that way. And they had problems, you know, just survival. Yeah. Now that can happen over here. So I tell people, don't get too cushy. That normalcy bias will kick yeah. in. You and need we to be. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, with the uh we don't I don't know with the where with food and gas and where prices gonna go. Can gas go to ten dollars a gallon by the end of the summer, you know? Are we gonna have a shortage sure of food, will. uh because of Ukraine? You know. It it's it is a time to really, you know, buckle down and, and uh get ready, man. I mean I, I I that's what I tell people, you know, yeah, you can go surf a wave and watching a basketball game or baseball game, but, uh, you know, but you got to get back to reality and realize, you know, these are uncertain times, you know, and live with faith and optimism, but still be a realist, you know. Right. What's reality, Brett? <laughs> Just kidding, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, It's out Vaughn. there somewhere. <laughs> I'm not sure where it's at. Reality is the Von Wien show. That's reality. That's the correct answer. <laughs> I got to start watching some old Star Trek uh, episodes and figure that one out. <laughs> right, right. Those are great. <laughs> I have the whole Star Trek on DVD. Um, I've got Star Wars, of course, too. Not the new ones, only the three original. I've got some good DVD yeah, collections. Yeah. The Godfather, of course. Clint Eastwood, of I'm course. Up. Love those spaghetti westerns. Uh, a lot of good things. Um, but, um, yeah, man, look. Um, while we have our down... Okay, this is what I tell people. You and I have talked about this over a few adult beverages and a few pizza pies and steaks. As I've said, (laughs) as you know, um, look, this is what I call la-la land. America is la-la land. And I personally like la-la land for right now. In other words, in la-la land, it's like the adult-themed Disneyland. You can walk into a restaurant you can give them little green pieces of paper with dead presidents on it, and presto, a state comes to your table, right? It's our fiat currency. Exactly. Okay. You can go to a pump, and yeah, it sucks to pay six bucks a gallon, but gas is still available. Your cell phone still works. You've got clothing. Americans are obese. No one can tell me we don't have enough food. Americans are fat. I'm almost everywhere you look, right? So we don't have a food shortage yet or a water shortage yet. It's coming out west. But my thing is, while we have this downtime in La La Land, you know, while things are relatively okay, relatively good, 
I tell people, use the time wisely. You know, what do you mean, Vaughn? I go, learn some new skills. Go fishing. Learn how to garden. Learn how to grow crops. Learn how to shoot a gun. Learn how to hike. Learn how to camp out. Get away from your computer. You know, go on a road trip. Get out there with nature. Go hiking. Go out to Flagstaff. Beautiful pine trees up there. Beautiful mountains. I, I ski up there in oh, the yeah. winter. Gorgeous, right? So oh, get yeah. out of your house and do things. And get some survival skill sets, prepping skill sets. Buy extra food. There's a lot of things that we can do. I love to focus on what we can do. People always focus on the negative. We can't do this. We can't do that because of these people up there. Well, screw them. There's a lot of power that we have at our local level. You know, don't always focus on these these people up there in the ivory towers. They're always going to be up there. To hell with them. Keep things local. There's a lot of things that you can do. For example, if you're in an area of the country, you feel that you're surrounded, you feel the demographics are going against you, people are making threats against you and your family, move. It's one thing you can do. Move. Just go. You know, there's a lot of things that we can do as a nation. Right. Build up your skills, guys. Mm -hmm. And things are going to get tough, man. I mean, we're, we have been in, we have been Goldilocks land for a long time, you know, and um, so things, you know, with, with them, you know, so it is a time, you know, get ready, you know, and, and uh, be prepared, you know, and, and that, that's just the, the sage advice. And, and that's just something that you need to take to heart and listen to, you know, and because we, we, you don't know what can happen. You know, you have to have to grasp and hold on to every day. Like it's your last, you know, cause it definitely could be, you know, so. <laughs> right. Well, I always tell people too, Brett, that, um, Look, like Lee can send there in the chat room, America's a corpse of a nation being picked apart by the third world vultures at the behest of them. We all know who them is. Bottom line is, that's all true. We're a shell of what we once were as a country. We talked about that on my show before. But again, you got to get in position, guys, for the next chapter, in other words. Possibly, maybe, mm-hmm. the next country. We don't know. America could balkanize into four or five different countries in our lifetime. We it's don't know. Good. Are we really going to stay together? Really? We might, but I'm not so sure we're going to. I just see too many fault lines in America. They and they've really never is. been healed. We really have. Right. And... I tell folks, get in position now, get around your own people now, and just, you know, if you, if you focus on what you can do and, and worry less about what you can't do, you'll be in a much better shape. What are your final thoughts, Brett? Exactly. I think that's just what you have to do. You know, America is a different place than it was in the 50s, and, um, you know, we always uh, we always want to live with hope and optimism but you know there are you have you do have to be prepared and be realistic and 
if you need to make extra cash right now to pack some away to have extra cash on hand uh, do it you know and um that's 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 my advice man we i think we I think we've got i mean we we had you had Jamie Diamond you know uh come out and say that we have a financial global hurricane on the way you know when you have someone a globalist like that CEO of Chase Morgan um say that it, that's that's uh, that's them letting you know that something is coming, you know. So, um, you know, right? Just, we we got to be aware of that. You know, we we can't have rose-colored glasses on. You know. Well, that guy, that stockbroker, who was on. I swear to God, I see this guy everywhere. He goes, "A strange day is coming to America, Brett. Strange day. <laughs> well, we've had a lot of strange days." So I think they're right, but they're on to something. But, look, we cannot defy gravity. The global financial hurricane is on the way, many experts say. We've been talking about this for many, many years, and I told you guys they're very good in our government about keeping the balls up in the air. They're great jugglers of financial news and systems. They're really good at keeping things going, but only they know when they're going to pull the plug. You don't know, and I don't know. So you got to get ready now because they're not going to give you any warning at all. You're going to wake up, you no. on the news, either the dollar crafts or we lost our reserve currency status. It's going to happen overnight when you're sleeping in America. And the next day, it's going to be a new day in America. And a lot of people are going to panic. A lot of people are going to freak out. And that is when it gets dangerous. Brett, thanks so much, buddy. Have a great yeah. night, man. We'll talk some more. Thanks, Ron. You too, brother. Rock out, man. Awesome, brother. Have a good night. Take care, man. You know it. Thanks, sir. Very good. Yeah, and self-balkanization, folks. It is white flight. It's been going on for decades, and it needs to go on. It needs to continue to go on. It's a good thing. You need to get around your own people. Self-balkanize. Been telling you guys that for a long time. I myself am in North Phoenix, big city, but um, this area is predominantly white Euro- European, big suburbs of Phoenix, a um, lot of Midwesterners, a lot of East Coast people, a lot of folks from the West. Rocky Mountains have come down here, even from even some from the South. Nice mix of people. And the one thing good about Arizona is if they move here, they chose it because no one's born here. You know, that's changing now. But when I came here, everyone that moved here wanted to be here. So they were very positive and upbeat about it, which is good. But um, so wherever you're at, wherever you're at in the, in the country, if you're happy where you're, where you're at, great. I personally think that um, – the areas west of the Rockies are the best. So most of our people are. So most, there's a lot of militias out here, a lot of gun people. So uh, but we're spread out all over the country. There's the Ozarks, Oklahoma, <coughs> Texas, the Deep South, the Midwest. We're all over the place. There's a lot out here west of the Rockies, trust me. You got Montana, Idaho. Eastern Washington, Eastern Oregon, by the way, are very conservative, and they want to be part of Idaho. 
Northern California is very conservative. Trump country, gun country. That's why Governor Gavin Newsom hates Northern California. He likes Southern California. Nevada, big gun state. New Mexico, kind of a wild card. Colorado, pretty good people. But a lot of what I call Denver Democrats. So it is what it is. But uh, we will get on Lincoln from uh, Flyover Country. tonight on the show well i like the show uh i always like your show lon you know that you know i don't me personally i mean right appreciate that and i personally don't care about the johnny depp thing i you know i think that i think that the whole thing like the johnny depp amanda Heard thing is like just a I think that's a problem with America is that people are focused on that instead of the problem. It's it's like a distraction. They're focused on that. I mean, you, white people in this country are being replaced literally by the hour by both political parties, and they're glued to the TV watching uh, Johnny Depp. Like who? Like who really gives a shit about Johnny Depp? Honestly, Johnny Depp <laughs> or Amanda Heard. <laughs> right. It's, it's like true. Sports. It's just a different version of sports. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm working during the day, and my I've got two TVs on here in my studio, so I can't help but watch it. I'm getting work done while I'm watching it, but I watch it for a different reason. Uh, I watch it because I need to know what's going on in pop culture to be on the radio. Um, but you're right. Uh, I'm not glued to every nuance in the case. Some people have written... 1,000 page blogs about this trial. Crazy. <laughs> you know, I'll skim the news, all news, but these people are like writing blogs about the verdict, and I'm going, they have way too much spare time in their hands. But you're right, the great replacement theory is real, man. 
going on right when now. I knew about the trial. I knew about the trial going on, and I saw little clips here and there. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, can I just can I be blunt? Uh, well, it's, it's Von Lee. Sure. Of course, I can be blunt. Uh, I, I was rooting for. Uh, I was hoping Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp won the trial, which he did. Uh, I, I was rooting him for for one reason and one reason only. And I'll just say it bluntly. I was rooting him for a nice big fuck you to the Me Too movement. Yes, exactly. That's what he did. He said F you to the Me Too movement and it worked. And also, I wanted to, I was watching the trial because I'm aware of the war on men as you are in America. I wanted to see how the trial was going to go with with the man being Johnny Depp. I wanted to see how it was going to play out. And it played out very well. Now, I tell people it would not have played out had Johnny Depp not been a Hollywood star with millions of dollars and an entourage. Johnny Depp right. was Johnny Depp on the street, right? Say he was a factory worker uh, making Chevys or something in the Midwest or a machinist in a factory. I get, I bet you that trial would have went against him because he had the he star power. The That's what I've always said. If you have star power and money in America, you normally get your way. But the average guy doesn't have all those millions of dollars and high-priced attorneys, right, that are real clever that can, you know, doctor up a case and make him look super good. Uh, I also watched the trial for humor when Amber heard through the liquor bottles and the vodka bottles <laughs> Johnny Depp's head, and she, you know, did number two in the bed, and she was a crazy biatch. So hearing her antics, I'm thinking, well, Lincoln, if I was Johnny Depp's publicist, this PR guy in Hollywood, I would tell him, you won the case, kid. Good luck, but here's a newsflash for you. Don't you ever marry a biatch like that again. From now on going forward, you have no business getting married. It's sugar babies for you, girlfriends only, no marriage. Because Johnny Depp is not really... He should not be married. And that goes for most Hollywood stars, I think. Well, let's be real. We can celebrate the Johnny Depp victory if we want to. We can spike the football, but if we, if, you know, you call yourself Mr. You said you're Mr. Reality. If we were going to be, if we're going to be realistic here, Johnny Depp is, you know, well, first off, most defendants aren't very, you know, one of the best actors in the world. And and right. also at the same time, uh, you know, to be perfectly blunt here, Johnny Depp is a, a degenerate piece of shit. Uh, he's not a good guy. <laughs> I was just rooting for him as a fuck you to yeah, the YouTube. He's, he's not, not a good it. He's guy. not a saint. I totally agree. Right. Yeah. But hey, anyway, go ahead, man. Uh, on to another note, man. Um, uh, I know that Kat was going to call in tonight, and I think she fell asleep. Have you been keeping up with the whole Canadian? They had a big voting day today in Canada. Have you been following the about that, Canadian yep. uh, shit show that was that's been going on? Yes, I've been following it in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, what's like, your take on it? Like within the same week, 
Well, wasn't this same week we're legalizing fentanyl, heroin, crystal meth? We're legalizing all these drugs, but we're banning uh, any kind of purchase or transaction of guns? Uh, for, so you're just going to have a, a country that's being flooded with a bunch of uh, <laughs> Arabs uh, <laughs> and uh, you know promoting drugs to, to, to the white people? <laughs> in Canada, and because uh, Arabs don't do fentanyl and meth and shit like that, it's it's you know it's a lot of well mostly blacks, but some whites fall victims. The Arabs don't mess with that shit. But uh, right. the country is being absolutely completely overrun, destroyed, conquered right in front of their eyes, and they actually had an election today. Uh, even in in the very same week that's happening. And all those Canadians went and elected the exact same politicians, the conservatives who reach across the aisle to work with, you know, the, the, the liberals and the liberals shoving that shit down their throat, and the conservatives saying, "Well, we're gonna reach across the aisle and make common sense solutions." Like that fucking faggot Lindsey Graham today, uh, uh, you know, uh, talking <laughs> about gun control. Biden gave his speech. Biden gave a speech about getting rid of guns, and immediately that faggot Lindsey Graham rushes to Twitter to talk about, I want to reach across the aisle and make common sense solutions. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it drives me crazy, brother. I know. I know. I know, man. It, Yeah, it, I just cringe when I, when I saw that. I literally cringe and just go, God, am I living in like it, idiocracy? That what like that movie? I mean, this is like the movie Idiocracy. Have you ever seen it? I mean, folks out there in Radio Land, watch that movie because it shows exactly how crazy politics is getting in this country. We have a president who openly wants to outlaw guns. We have our Rhino Republicans, Lindsey Graham, others tripping over themselves trying to find common sense, legislative solutions to restrict your gun rights. Okay. And I'm sure they were, you know, he was doing that between looking at his um, date, his online dating line for that date for that night in DC. I mean, it's degenerate. It's scary. It's, we have, again, terrible leaders. So I put it, terrible media and it's not going to stand man it's just not going to i just can't see how again they keep chipping away at our gun rights and eventually there's you know there's an old saying the straw that breaks the camel's back right lincoln some point it takes a lot americans have a, a lot of patience Americans can take a lot of crap. They really have a high pain threshold if you were a doctor, high pain threshold. But I always tell people, when Americans reach their boiling point, they see red, and there is no going back. So these people that think they're, they're going to keep increasing the temperature a few degrees every year and we're the frog in the pot, that analogy i go sure that's what that's what's going on now i get it it's true but eventually the pot's going to boil over and i'm going to be looking at you going 
Don't blame me. Don't be looking to me. You did this on your own. I like the even more reason to get prepared now. See what, man? I like the frog. I like the frog analogy a lot. But have you ever heard the crab bucket analogy? The what? Have you ever heard the crab bucket analogy? Oh yeah. Yeah, when one crab tries to get out, the others pull it right back in. Absolutely. Every time. Exactly. So you have your you have your basic bitch conservative, and when they start rolling to another level, being you know getting more into nationalism and actually caring about their race and demographics, things like that, just you know kind of like Joseph McCarthy did back in the day. Who drags them down? It's their own party that drags them back down and attacks them and pulls them back down, you know, back into the bucket. You know, the left, the left is, the left and right are equal responsible for the slow boil, the frog story. But you know, it's the it's the conservatives, you know, the conservative <laughs> these people, like your maggotards and cutards and shit like that. Right. Who drag people back down when they're trying to escape that and escape that and actually start caring about demographics and racial issues and uh, <laughs> get into nationalism and <laughs> questioning the government and things. Uh, I like the cra- I think both theories are correct, but the the right the, the is very very guilty of the whole crab bucket uh, mentality. Oh, totally, man. And it's obvious to me, you're right, it's it's very obvious that any sane, keyword, sane person who looks at this situation that we're in, this is a great replacement going on. It is fact, not fiction. Absolutely. Um, It's been going on for decades, as you and I have talked about, and it's continuing and whenever the, re, the Rhino Republicrats try to talk about anything, if, if you've got one guy in there, they'll call him a racist. They'll say, you're not invited to the cocktail parties. We're going to kick you out of the caucus. We're going to uh, restrict your, your microphone rights and in the House. And they're treated like, a, like uh, they basically politically tar and feather the nationalist congressman. And nobody, it's human nature. You know, nobody wants to be an outcast on Capitol Hill. No one they 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 fear for their seat. They and and they will. They'll they'll actually tell the PACs to run candidates and primary them in the next election. Don't forget the House has got only it's only a two year seat. So the minute you get up there, you're running for re election again in one year. Okay. So immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, you're you're constantly running for office. That's why those guys can rack up 20 years. That means they have successfully won 10 elections. If you do the math, they're in the House. So when they went for 30, 40 years, do the math. They won 10, 15, 20 elections consistently. So they don't have to play ball. Hate to say it, though, the – you know, the R next to someone's name, as you know, means nothing. We really do need a third party in this country. And I think the nationalists should have their own party and get out of the Republican Party at some point. That divorce 
needs to happen. It's a bad marriage. It's a dysfunctional marriage. Yes. Uh, it's kind of worked, kind of not. Trump kind of talked, but all these guys talk a big game, but I view it as a marriage. We have a crazy biot spouse, kind of like an Amber Heard, right, who throws bottles at us, um, secretly hates you. Heard these guys in the party today say, well, we tolerate these nationalists, these fringe people. That's how they put it, fringe. So they'll wink and nod at the media. Yeah, we have our crazies too, just like the left. Ha, 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 ha. See, that's how, they, that's how they talk about you. That's how they present that's the it. Bucket right there. To the, that's the crab bucket. That's the crab they're bucket. All, they're all trying to look virtuous to the Washington, D.C. Beltway media. The, our Beltway media likes the two-party system. They love it. That's where they're making their money off this two-party system. They like to bounce things off. Republican uh, senator said this. Democrat senator said this. Sells ratings, sells magazines, sells airtime. People forget about the business component of all this. It's embedded in our culture, our government. It's not going to be easy, as I've always said, to start a third party. But at some point, I think the nationalists need to divorce themselves from the rhinos, and they, if they want to play ball and get serious, they need to get politically active at the local level because all politics is local. Start with your state houses is where I would start. And you get a few congressmen up there, and you get maybe in 20 years a senator. These things don't happen overnight. But, again, that's assuming that everything you say is peaceful, right? And things are not that peaceful in the country. So a lot of things can happen. I tell people, get ready for anything. You know, uh, but that's how the nationalists are viewed by the, by, by the rhinos. And the rhinos really still control the, the uh, Republican Party. Not the right wing, it's the I, I rhinos can, who control it. I completely agree with you about being. You, you, you use the word bad marriage. I would use a different word. I would describe it as an as an abusive marriage. Like the party just keeps even better kicking you in the dick over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Yes, but you're scared to leave them because what might come next might be scary. So you're just going to stick around. You're in an abusive That's relationship right. with this party that like literally fucking hates you. It hates you, white men, but you still keep running back to it because it's the lesser of two evils. It's, it's, it's such a bizarre scenario. They literally hate you and kick you in the teeth every day, but you keep running back to them. It's insane. Right, and that's why in the future there needs to be new leadership, a real breakaway, which would scare the living hell out of the Republican Party. They need to break away. Because if things don't, things are not going to change. And everyone goes, well, let's wait to the next election cycle. Why? I go, why? Why do you want to wait? Hasn't the last 20, 30, 40 years been enough? You want to wait two more years? Four more years? Look, 
the writing's on the wall. Whenever I see these guys talk about the nationalists, they just their their eyes curl up. They get that little smirk on their face. They need your vote, but they don't like you. Bottom line. They don't respect you. They don't like you because they blame you for January 6th. And they blame you for MAGA and Trump. Remember, these are the same guys that don't want to win. They say, I mean, my God, John McCain said a million times, we want to be the loyal opposition. Keyword, loyal to the Democrat Party. We'll have our little barbs. We'll stay limited government on the campaign stump. Cut the taxes. Great little photo bombs for the nightly news. And we're out of there. Collect our suitcases full of cash. Live in our mansions. They got a good thing going, man. Think about it. If you're the loyal opposition... You can always blame the Democrats, and you don't have to do anything because you're not winning. Because the secret is, the dirty secret in D.C., is the Republicans don't want to win. They don't. They like to be a minority party, and they want us to be a minority, too, in the country. That's what they like. I would go... I would go one step further. I'm not going to harp on it on your show, but I would go one step further when I say uh, (laughs) – when you use the word loyal, I would – me personally, I would take that one step further and say that both parties are loyal to one uh, cause, uh, which is Zionism. Uh, And, you know, being a Republican, it's much easier if you're – you know, if you're – if you're – if you're not the party control, it's easy because that gives you a free pass. It gives you a cop out. Well, I died, right. so we're in the minority, so it gives you a that's free pass. It gives you a free pass and everything. And that's what they like. There's no pressure to do anything. They can they can look good in their suits and talk good, get paid millions of dollars. Think about it. Go on these junkets to Europe, Israel, meet heads of state. Go to all the fine cocktail parties. Talk to the journalists who now want to interview them. They think you're so cool. The Washington Post wants to interview you because they know you're not going to win. You might have a safe district, but your party's not going to win. The Democrats like that, and they like it when you know it. And they go, wow, Senator, you're, you're so empowered. You're, you're so enlightened. Tell us more how you hate the nationalists in your party. Tell us more. See? See how it works. And they'll sit back with their cigar and cocktail, say how great they are, that we tolerate these people out there in flower country, but we don't really like them. We just need their money, their donations, and their vote. That's why I tell everybody, don't donate any more money to any party that doesn't fight for you. Screw them. Don't give him a nickel. Don't give him a penny. Well, I, I got I got a story for you. Uh, are you ready? Okay. We, we got some. We got. We got. Some, we got some serious stuff down here. Would, now, do you want to hear a funny, a funny story? Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Okay. You, you know, I've mentioned a few times in here, like 
the the Q-tart chat that I follow that's hilarious with 52,000, literally right. 52,000 people uh, on the I want to hear about this. Channel. Uh, well, now they're pushing this new thing, uh, and they need your donations. They need your donations now uh, <laughs> because there's a seven foot nine guy who Trump secretly appointed – and his name is Valiant Thor. That's his name, and he's seven foot nine. And Trump created Space Force because he saw this coming because he's playing eight D chess. So he created Space Force to get his administration into space, and he put Valiant Thor in charge of that. And Valiant Thor is coming, has been coming down from space, <laughs> in Space Force and hanging the traitors left and right. Just we just don't see it. <laughs> And that's, yeah, that's thousand conservatives follow that shit and eat it up and love it and actually donate money to it. Because now he's <laughs> saying that he's currently stuck in space. He just doesn't have the money to get back down here to hang, uh, you know, the next person. If people are, are donating money to that. I know, man. And Valiant Thor, I, I, I meant to get to him tonight. I had a few notes about him. We're going to talk about him on the next show. That's awesome, Lincoln. Funny as hell, man. Hey, have a great night, bud. Thanks for calling the show. We appreciate you, man. So I will uh, hey, see you on Telegram, okay? And absolutely. Look forward to it. And don't forget to donate to Valiant Thor. <laughs> Good night, brother. Good night, man. Hell for victory, Lincoln. Yeah, I will give some money to Valiant Thor and the Space Force. Too funny. Love it, love it, love it. Well, folks, we're in massive overtime here, but that's okay, uh, because your host prepares for any eventuality, and we got to get all the calls in. That's why the Von Wien show is great. We're not just good, we're great. Well, the New World Order globalists want the great works of art, music, and literature of the West, which embody much of mankind's highest achievements of beauty and expression. Cultural Marxism is on the march, and they want to, to forget and destroy all the good things that Europe and early America had to offer. Cultural Marxism is meant to divide America, demoralize you and fly our country, degrade you, degrade your culture, make it more degenerate, weaken you, and corrupt society and the human spirit. There are no great achievements ever in communism. Only evil ones never forget that. And about the guns, George Washington once said this, a free people ought not only to be armed and disciplined, but they should have sufficient arms and ammunition to maintain a status of independence from any who might attempt to abuse them, which would include their own government, God forbid. George Washington said that in our American Revolution. That's where the country started from. And with that, we thank you all for being here tonight. Have a great night. We will have another great show next Thursday night. Every Thursday now, Pacific Time, 8 p.m. That's Life America from my mountain stronghold broadcasting to the world. 25 countries, and now even communist China, and up on the border of Ukraine and mighty Russia. Have a great night. Be safe out there. God bless America.
That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. Get that kick Stomping on a dream But I don't let it Let it get me down Cause this fine old world It keeps spinning around I've been a puppet A pauper A pirate A poet A pawn and a king I've been up and down And over and out And I know one thing Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. I tell you, I can't deny it. I thought of quitting, baby, but my heart just ain't gonna buy it. And if I didn't think it was worth one single try, I'd jump right on a big bird and then I'd fly. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out. And I know one thing, each time I find myself laying Flat on my face I just pick myself up and get 